everyone. Welcome to Dishing Drama with Dana Wilkie Uncensored. We have officially moved to Patreon. Here's a sneak peek of Dishing Drama with Dana Wilkie. Come on, bitch, 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 let's go. Come on. Get, get, get ready, bitches. Hey, hey, how are you? I'm super good. Guess who we have coming on the show today? Who? Gina Keo. Thank you very much for hanging out with me today and um, on Dishing Drama, Dana. Something you don't know about me is that um, before I went on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, I did catch a few episodes of Real Housewives of Orange County, and I was actually a huge fan of yours you were my um cast member oh (laughs) that's so sweet that's really true you were I was team Gina so I just want to say that um it really was very special um when it came about that we could have you on the pod today because for me uh you are the OG of the Real Housewives of Orange County oh Um, thank you yeah. And I always I, I thought you were very like out of all the cast members, I really felt like you were reasonable. Like I like, like the reason boring. <laughs> no, no. Like I don't... needed more tequila. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, Gina, I like love just people who are like on a show and they're being you know, normal. Like, I, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I just, I really like really related to you. I was like, why is she the only level-headed person on the show? It's my Midwest upbringing, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I wanted to, I wanted to start out and, and first ask, how was your trip to Florida? It was uneventful and lovely, except when I got here, someone back at home, a dear friend and, um, my daughter's husband's twin brother's father-in-law had a massive stroke. So we've been dealing with that. It was late last night and we've been dealing with that all day between trying to get other things done for the holiday weekend coming up, just trying to field all the news from back home and giving my big prayer out to Carson. Yeah. I'm so sorry to hear about that. Let's let's send light and love. I'm sending it now. I'm sending light and love. Thank to your you, family. Baby. Okay. Cause that's terrible. I, um, I'm in Florida too. I'm in Miami. And, um, so nice. I, I was thinking about moving from Miami though. So how's Jacksonville? Is it fun? You got to come try it out. You just, I'll set you up with Kyle Bosworth, my son-in-law and Shane Keogh. They're both realtors here. Okay. And they have this place dialed in. They'll find you a place to live. And then if you decide you want to go somewhere else for a few months, they'll teach you how to make the lock your closet half of your closet and Airbnb it for a ton of money. So one week rented makes your mortgage payment for, well, lately it's been for two months. That's Amazing. how hot the rental market is down here. Shane is really, um, he's married, right? Shane is single, been dating a girl for about a month. He broke up with Brittany that they'd been together eight years. 
they broke up and he happened to be out here in California for a golf tournament when, right when Cara was having a baby. So we made him stay last year. And when the baby died at childbirth, he just stayed. Cara couldn't be alone. She needed all the support. So mm. now we're all down here celebrating the new baby, Vaughn, six weeks old today. Super oh. exciting and fun. Oh, so congratulations. It's been a roller coaster year, but there's a little light at the end of the tunnel. That's right. That's right. I I really um, I I sort of learned all about what had happened, and I really related uh, to your daughter because I had a uh, not as uh, difficult situation nearly as what she went through, but I did uh, myself um, uh, have a, a loss at six months. So I had a different situation, but it was like really I just it's appreciated her sharing. Yeah, yep. I appreciated her sharing her story because. I get it. And I really, I loved how she, um, you know, she, she thought about it and handled it in a lot of the way that I did. So I really, uh, I respected that so much. How how many children do you have now, Dana? I have one and, um, he's 11. His name is John. And, and I did, um, I basically had lost the baby and then about, uh, like as soon as I could, I, I got myself back healthy again. And, and then I went right back and, and got pregnant again. And that was my, um, my current son, John now. So, but I see, I see my first baby as a, a little bit of an angel too, like looking down. Yes. Yeah. Rainbow baby, his tail stuck in the door, Shane. So get the dog out of the door. (laughs) Okay, Gina, I have to tell you, so don't tell Shane because he's standing right there, but he's like hot. Like your son is hot. He's very hot. I have beautiful children. Yes. I mean, I remember him like a kid, you know, on TV and stuff, but he is no longer a kid. He's like, oh man. (laughs) He's 34 years old now and. He is yeah. so in love with his two grandchildren that uh, I think he is ready to get married and have a baby in the next year. Oh, good. Oh, wow. We're really on the countdown. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully that he day. wants his own. He's practicing with his, with a dog now and he's really good with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's hope then. <laughs> yes. He's going to be a good father. He's a good disciplinarian. And actually he got to babysit for the first time, the littlest one for about six hours and he did pretty good. Good job, Shane. Okay. Well, listen, I I wanted to tell you that I was like shocked. There was like a bunch of stuff um, that I wanted to ask you about, but like, you know, socially, right? I I saw that you were uh, a a Playboy model in 1980, right? And um, you were super hot. I just want to say like, wow, I looked all of that stuff up and I was really impressed. And I was wondering, did you ever get to go to one of the Hugh Hefner parties? Every night we wanted to. We lived two blocks from Hugh Hefner in Chicago in 1978. Hefner had a 25th anniversary party for Playboy. And I lived in Chicago and he invited all the top models in the city. So that's when I first met Hefner and all of the people and met his head producer, Michael Trachillis, who took my phone number and called me a few months later and said, hey, do you want to come out? Do you want to come out to uh, California for a visit? Do you want to see California? And I was stuck in Acapulco. I couldn't fly home. The snow, there was a snowstorm going on and the airports were closed. So I went to California and I never left. 
I just stayed there <laughs> eight years. We were together and he said, I don't know if she loves me or just doesn't like the snow. <laughs> <laughs> but he was the head producer for Playboy and Hef's, one of Hef's five best friends. So every Friday night was movie night at the Playboy Mansion. And Sunday night was big family dinner and Hef would invite about 70 of his closest friends and there'd be another movie. So we were up there quite a bit. And then about a year later, Hef said, hey, hey, we really want you to be a centerfold. And they'd always asked me in Chicago to test for one because my modeling agency was in the Playboy building. And I'd see photographers in the elevator when I'd go pick up stuff and I'd say, no, 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 I'm too skinny, too skinny, too skinny. I don't want to be a Playboy centerfold. But when I got out there and saw how fun it was and I met all the girls and Dorothy Stratton and Victoria Cook and Luann, and there were so many wonderful centerfolds hanging around the mansion at the time that I was visiting. So I wanted to be part of that sorority too. And we did have fun. We formed a band that Hef's girlfriend saw into theater was our lead singer, a band called the Playmates. We did that for about a year. We went on all kinds of fun shows. I went on Johnny Carson. Um, we did a lot of fun stuff with Bill Cosby. We just had a great time. So it was the most fun. And then we did the ZZ Top videos and my first movie with Kenny Rogers. So it just was a fun place to be your home base. There was always girls to talk to. Anytime I was bored, I could walk over and lay by the pool, play with the birds and the flamingos. It yeah, was fun. I, I lo- okay, so I also went to uh, the Hefner parties, but like later, right? So yeah. you were in like the heyday. And that when it was really good, <laughs> what happened later? I mean, well, I, he I took went. some time off and then he took some time off when he got married and then he started doing them again. And the parties were really, really fun. I mean, they were still like crazy. Uh, yeah, I but, loved the pajama party. Midsummer Night's Dream was one of my favorites. That was the best one. And even yeah, after it was one. the best one. Yeah. And I used, did you go into the, um, well, I'm sure you did, but let me just say, so I used to love my favorite place to party in the mansion was, you know how you go back towards like the bird sanctuary and there's like a game, like a secret house that had like a game area in it. Uh-huh. Did, yeah. That you, was, that was the playmates house. That's where the playmates lived. Oh, I didn't know that. I was always like hanging out. Maybe down I'm there wrong. The Maybe game. there was two buildings. Maybe you're right. Maybe the game place was to the right and then the girl's place was to the left. He had two or three bedroom little house there. And when the centerfolds would come to visit, he didn't want them in a hotel. He wanted them on property so he could protect them because, you know, they're they don't know anything. They're from small little towns. Is butter a carb? Yes. They would stay with them for a month or a couple of weeks while they were shooting their centerfold, doing their tests and he would, you know, groom the other girls would groom them and tell them what to expect when they it's a lot to take in when you're from a little small town and you just modeled a little bit in your neighborhood, you know? Yeah, no, he, totally. He really <laughs> felt like he needed to be controlling and protecting of the girls. Yeah. And I, I mean, and it, it was pretty nuts. Like people, you know, when they would go, uh, even for Halloween, they would wear like no, no clothes and just body paint and they would just walk around naked. And I was like, God, I wish I could do that, but I can't, I'm not good enough. But <laughs> I remember bringing Colton. He was about 12 or 13 to the Playboy mansion for Super Bowl party. Right. And his friends started calling him and saying, Hey, are you coming to our Super Bowl party back in the OC? And he's like, no, my mom dragged me to this boring party at the Playboy mansion. <laughs> and he sends a picture of himself with two or three of the models that are p- naked, but they're painted to look like the different teams in a, rem- in a 
football <laughs> umpire, referee, whatever you call the guy in the football game. Yeah, referee. <laughs> yeah. Friend. I mean, he was a legend at his school for weeks because he went to the Playboy party. Come on. For the full scoop, head to our Patreon page. Click the coin icon on your player to check it out. <laughs>